Last time on Knights of the Road Table, the team initiated combat with Lord Malkadoff, who quickly fled further into his inner sanctum. Undead guards battled the team and killed their ally Torque, who was unable to be revived due to their necrotic damage. The team pursued Malkadoff into the first of several trapped rooms, but Riggs possessed insider information that allowed them to bypass the deadly traps and moved into a second room, where... Randall sort of decided to dip a vial into a creepy moat and got dragged in by a zombie. So we have rolled initiative. We are looking at Branch in bear form has just luckily grabbed on to uh, Gravely's backpack with his teeth and stood up, which pulled Gravely out of this murky, gross black water that he's sensing necrotic energy in. He is still holding on to the feet. <laughs> it's, it's terrible uh, brunch help me uh, he is successfully holding on to the feet of randall and holding on to the uh arms of randall who still has the vial in his hand is a zombie we have rolled initiative and werewolf sarsa goes first what do you want to do this initiative order is not necessarily inherently combat it's just kind of like bullet time let's slow this down and see what everybody does so sarsa you're up how much attempt to how well how far away am i from the zombie not far between like five and ten feet definitely accessible this is a very long chamber but the like there's a very narrow strip of ground that you're on before you have to be on this like long skinny path Dope. I'm going to try to bite the hand to make it release him. Roll a bite attack. Uh, it's a 19 to hit. That's going to do it. I mean, that'll pretty much, I think, do what you want it to do. I don't know. I'm going to roll a constitution save for the zombie on the notion of, like, I don't know if a zombie has that reflex of, like, ouch, pull your hand back because it's undead. So let's just see if it can hang on or not. It rolled a 20. But uh, so you bite the zombie's hand and just like go right through it. It's like wet and sludgy and it doesn't let go. Like it doesn't like relax, react <laughs> physically to that really much. But I think the hand is because you also had a hand, a high roll. I don't think that hand is very functional. So it's still holding on with both hands. I think that hand is not holding on well <laughs> because you basically just got, got a full mouthful of spongy gross zombie <laughs> flesh um, but still holding on firmly with the other hand it doesn't seem like phased by the werewolf that just rushed at it anything else you want to do on your turn i, I have multi-attack um but there you go do you want the damage from that or no uh yeah i was 11 okay. uh so then my second attack is going to be to claw going to claw at the zombie Zombie? Sure. And that's <laughs> going to be a nine to hit. Going off the, like, straight-up monster manual zombie, a nine actually hits. Oh, wow. Okay. 
And that's going to also be 11 damage. All right. So you claw at kind of the like torso head middle part area of this zombie. And it basically like collapses. Uh, It drops. You like basically like claw right through it and take it apart. And the everything, every part of the zombie that is like below your claw swipe just like drops down into the water and the two hands, one intact and one very much not intact, are still holding on to Randall, who is currently free. Okay, I'm going to, like, with my movement, um, now that the zombie is, I'm assuming, falling back into the water. Yeah, it's basically, it drops right into the yeah. water and is not currently visible. Then I'm going to basically, like, take my body and, like, wedge myself in between Randall and the water and, like, basically almost, like, try to use my body to, like... Like, scooch him away from the water. That's so nice. I think they probably, the whole collection, the whole, like, goofy chain of people holding on, like, probably let you do that. They might fall over backwards a little bit, but, like, generally, like, they're all interested in backing away from the water at this point. So you're able to maneuver that. And, I mean, I I think that pretty much takes us out of initiative for the moment. Sorry, (laughs) guys. uh, (laughs) One roll. His hands are still on Randall. So the zombies are, the hands are still attached to Randall. Randall, you can kind of feel it's still moving. It's not like the hand is not necessarily. Uh, <laughs> I say, ah, get it off me, inactive. get it off me. It's, it's got me, it still got me. And he looks down, he goes, oh. And he's going <laughs> to, and then he's going to kick it off. Kick the hands off using his feet. I think that works. You're able to like wiggle him off of there. And uh, we'll just say knock him into the water, both hands. And uh, that'll take us back to like, here you are in this room. It seems pretty dangerous. And so I have I'm to use my over. telepathy feet to talk to everyone since I'm still a bear and say, eh, mm-hmm. we should uh, be careful not to touch the water. It seems hmm. like there are uh, uh, dead things in it. Oh, I, I, I might actually have something for that. Uh, unless, Sasa, I know you can do. Can you do that as a werewolf? Uh, Sarsa's just like too. She's just like. Blah, 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 right. Trying to get the zombie taste out of her <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Um, but she's Maybe. like now standing, so she's bipedal, but she's still like in her wolf, wolf form, just like. Wah, 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 wah. All right. Uh, well, in that case, maybe I better take this one. Uh, I've been wanting to try this. I'm very excited. Uh, and Gravely's going to take out from his, underneath his um, chainmail uh, his a little wooden carved pendant uh, on, on the end of a leather strap around his neck um, and it's kind of hand carved very rudimentary of these little this little basket of vegetables um, that's been painted <laughs> and uh, he holds <laughs> it and you can see kind of there's a little glow from his hand and he uh, is going to cast turn undead because I'm an art right. and a cleric now uh, read to us about turn undead at Gravely's level okay each undead that can see or hear you within 30 feet must make a wisdom saving throw the creature fails its saving throw. It is turned for one minute. It tries to stay as far away from me as it can. Within 30 feet, yeah. they can see and hear you. Okay. Is that any that can currently see or hear you? Or is that anywhere, anytime during the minute? Within a minute. So if I if I start walking forward and if they go, ha ha, and I go, hi, and it's going to go, ah, and it tries to go. It's, <laughs> it's kind of like, it's kind of like makes them afraid. It's it's sort of like, uh, the, like they they are frightened. If they fail mm-hmm. the wisdom save. Yeah, and they try to stay away from you. Yeah, so you can't see into this water, and uh, having seen one zombie come out of it, and, like, he was only in there for, like, a second. Yeah. Like, the zombie that grabbed him was, like, 
sitting right there, which is a little bit unsettling. So you cast Turn Undead and, you know, say your prayer or whatever. And the water on both sides, if it even is water, moves (laughs) within 30 feet of you, like moves substantially. Oh, gross. (laughs) Like you can kind of like see from the movement and the sudden ripples, you know, you can see the like zombies being affected and rippling away from you immediately. You can kind of see specifically where certain zombies were. A bunch of crocodiles moving under the water. Yeah, you can just see the water moving. You can't see any of the zombies. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not really sure how many were affected. You can see exactly where 30 feet away from you is because you can see kind of where the ripples. And there's a walkway down the middle. Yeah, there's a there's a walkway down the middle. So that's a pretty unsettling thing to watch um, for all of you. Let's go forward and follow close to me. Right now, go. Just a second. I'm gravely. I'm, I've got to get this sh- out of my mouth and just give me one moment. And uh, Sars is going to try to calm down as best as she can um, while, but she's just still actively like <laughs> trying to spit out. So do a wisdom. I think it's just a wisdom saver. We'll say it's a wisdom save at disadvantage because this is not a really a, a location for calm, calm mindfulness like right, Riggs so apartment was earlier. That's a 25 and then an 11. Uh, there it is. <laughs> It, it does not work. You kind of like, you know. I can, I can still smell it. It's serrating me tongue. Like, I can't. You kind like, of like. Where's my whiskey? And she grabs out her tankard and it's just like, <laughs> but like, she can't really gulp it too well because her mouth is all like wolfy. So it's like, yeah, I'm spilling whiskey. That's not like me. Gravely says, Branch, can you let Sasa ride on your back? We gotta move. I don't think this is gonna last that long. Uh, yes. Sarsa, uh, get on. She very begrudgingly gets on, but yeah. Right, Randall, Randall Tiburon, cross. What specifically happened in your kind of like meditation is like you were in the zone for a moment and you almost felt the change move, and then you like. You could swear you felt a little bit of the zombie still in your mouth move on its own and like oh. after that. <laughs> You're like, oh, no, done. And then it's like know, eating calamari. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, no. So Bear Ranch sort of like hoists uh, Werewolf Sarsa onto your back. Let's kind of just keep uh, something else that like I had earlier is uh, along with Riggs notes of the, the notes that like led you through the previous trap. You had the numbers three, ten, four, and six, but like none of you quite knows what that means. This is like there's like cobblestones on the path, which I think you notice is about 10 across. But like as gravely, as soon as you walk out, lead the way onto the uh, little walkway there is a massive gust of wind and make a dexterity saving throw oh jeez! is that everybody or just gravely just me uh assuming kind of like gravely was the first one to kind of step out there i'm gonna say right now it's just gravely that is a 25 Ooh. that will do it so basically like a big hole opens up on one side of the wall actually on both sides of the wall far out on the other side of the of the um, two kind of moats. 
big holes open up and a huge like burst of wind comes and definitely pushes on you. Definitely the intention of this wind is to knock you into the water. But gravely, you're able to basically like drop onto all fours and steady yourself and it doesn't knock you in. You can kind of feel yourself sliding a little bit, but it's not effective. Uh, low center of gravity. <laughs> do I do I sense it's because of something I stepped on? Like, is there any like a like like a yeah thing on the plate, like a thing on the floor that went or like like fell down a little bit or something? Or uh, yes, yeah. There's definitely kind of pressure plates all over this. I look down. I want to you know check to see what's going on with the with the ground. Like, what am I? What did I step on? Make an intelligence roll. Just a straight intelligence. Uh, investigation. Investigation. Okay. Sixteen. So uh, you're looking around to try to identify like where pressure plates are or where pressure plates aren't or or how this works. And like with the wind going and you're kind of like caught on the ground, your cape of billowing is a little bit flapping all over the place and dragging you a little bit like it's not you you, you have no idea. But the wind is not turning off. Cape it's looks like real cool, though. It's it's like it's, it's like billowing on its up, own. Straight up Batman. Like it's yeah. If you, I think it takes an action to make that work, but you oh, might be able to get it to counter billow yeah, <laughs> against <that's true>. the wind. <laughs> you said there were 10 across. I mean, there's a lot, but there's like, yeah, the like width of this pathway is kind of 10 smallish cobblestones. The whole pathway is maybe only like five feet wide. There's not quite enough room to go. You have to go kind of single file. It's that narrow. Let's just kind of jump back into initiative with uh, from where Gravely is. So Gravely ends up prone, hanging on to this, uh, but not knocked into the water. And then Branch is next. Branch, who has uh, Sarsa yeah. on his back, is next. All right, that might uh, help Branch, keep him weighed down. Remembering Riggs's note, uh, I will sort of look and try to figure out where the third cobblestone is and put my bear paw on that. Roll your own investigation check. Yes, sir. With advantage. With advantage. Ooh, 15. Okay, so you don't necessarily know what three means in context because like the whole thing is just like one long line of cobblestones that's 10 across, but you start counting from the left side, one, two, three, and mm -hmm. kind of pick one of those, maybe like just like three in. And you kind of gingerly step there and it doesn't actually turn the wind off, <laughs> but you can kind of sense that like that seems solid, like that specific stone that you're standing on seems like it wouldn't trigger <laughs> the wind, but because it's already triggered, it doesn't seem like it's the off switch. This this one seems good. All right, so we have to be careful about where we step. What? What? what how did you figure that out? Was there a, a sequence from uh, Riggs? He gave us. We got that note, and it said uh, three, ten, uh, four, six. Three, ten, four, six. All right. So if that was three, then ten. Oh, ten would be on the end here, and I uh, and I'll jump on ten. You're able to kind of like scoot over there, kind of like wiggle angle. A tenth is like real unnerving to like wiggle over to because it's right on the edge and yep. there's not a like railing. You're able to get to it and have that same sort of feeling of you like you can feel pressure plates in all the other ones, but 10 is solid, mm -hmm. but also like being on the ground, not really wanting to stand up with the wind blowing like you can feel 10 with like one hand and maybe one foot, but yeah, I'm, I'm twisting my way over. I'm, I'm like, I'm doing yeah. like right foot, right foot, <laughs> 10, you know, left foot, wherever I was. Uh, and I'm just like, all right. Um, 
I'm going to try to make my way here. Everyone be yeah, careful. Or next. <laughs> like, so what I'm saying is you get to 10 and you can feel like, yeah, that seems right that three and 10 here are safe, but you can't get like all the way on 10 because you're still like bracing yourself against the wind that's still blowing. Right, so I'll, if you would, it would be like a real precarious balance situation. Okay. So I'm going to try to stand up and step back then. Okay. Do dexterity save with advantage. 24. Good enough. So you can do what you want. So are you going to get up there and like back out of off of the, uh, if, if I can, I will try to get to where I'm standing up on the 10. On okay. The yeah. I feel like that would be super scary, but with good dexterity roll, you're able to like stand up and get both feet on the 10 only. And branch has one bare foot on the three. And when you do that, the, the wind shuts off. Huh. All right. But you're you're also like right on the edge, <laughs> walking a tightrope with the water. Everybody's staring at you like. Ugh. As you move forward, there's a little bit of like the edge of the ripples, like moved forward slightly because you're undead radius. Yeah. Is there a ceiling? Like, how tall is the ceiling in here? Uh, it's pretty dark in here, so you can look up and without like uh, you can't really see without a specific light source at I the will, moment. I will cast light. You cast light on an object, right? And it also has a radius that it casts in. What's light do? What do you want to cast it on and where? I'll cast it on a, on my bow that I'm holding. Okay. 20 foot radius and a dim light for an additional 20 feet. So basically you get 40 feet of visibility and you can't see a ceiling in that range. Hmm. All right. We better try to keep moving. What's the next number? Riggs is actually there. So he's like, uh, uh, four and six. Can anybody make it on the fourth one on the third row? In your kind of scurrying over, you're pretty sure you hit six and it was a pressure plate. Can anyone make it to four? I could try. I'm, I'm a good jumper. And I've, already, I've got some height since I'm on top of branch. I'll try to like scoot all, all the way onto the cobble that I'm on as much as I can without stepping on the other ones to give her reach to four. All right. So you scoot out onto three. And you set her down onto four, which like these are not wide. They're maybe like six inches. So it's not a, like a big space, but like Werewolf Sarsa drops down onto what would be four and the wind turns back on. Everybody, Branch, uh, Branch Sarsa and Gravely make another dexterity save. 22. 18. 22. Man, I'm getting some solid rolls tonight, y'all. Yeah, way to go. So same thing kind of happens. The wind walls open up again and they blow all of you, but you're able to, especially because you kind of like have the expectation, you're able to kind of like brace, get down, brace against each other. You know kind of what direction the wind's coming from and you're able to not lose too much footing. But the wind is now on again, blowing pretty hard. Uh, well, that didn't work. Well, Randall, what do you want to try? What if we just ran really fast? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is that. Tiburon, any ideas? This really seems like a uh, one-at-a-time sort of situation, wouldn't you say? I think so, but... So, hold on. I, I'm having trouble picturing... Are we on a... I thought we were on a very long vertical... Or, not vertical. A long, straightforward path. And yes. And ten cobblestones across. Yes. And we're on the first row of cobblestones? Ten cobblestones left to right. Many, many cobblestones long. 
and, and we're but just... you're looking at like the rows that go all the way down this like long length so based on what like has happened including like what's gone wrong and losing a little footing amidst the wind and everything what you're able to determine right now is that it's row three and row 10 like the whole like the as, whole much, as far as you've gone down it's the whole row three and the whole 10 when you were on three and 10 it turned off when sarsa stepped on four that's what reactivated it eh, someone should try stepping on six tibro can you try stepping on the sixth row you can kind of point like this one's like here that one it's not a big <laughs> all right here we go and tibro race yourselves to work gravely uh points so given given the like wind blowing Tibro and probably just kind of like sticks a foot out and pushes down on the sixth row and that also seems like it a pressure plate so it seems like it's three and ten that are the the safe rows currently where you are four and six both seem to be pressure plates I look at uh, Riggs and I'm like your Intel is off <laughs> so Riggs actually says like wait wait look and he kind of like points to a space. Down the line. Tiburon, do that again. Aye, all right. Tiburon kind of steps up and down on row six. And, and, and where Riggs is pointing is that you can see that it's like a long length of pressure plate. But he's kind of pointing to like it ends. 10 to 15 cobblestones down the line. It looks like that's where the pressure, this pressure plate ends. So we got to bounce from three to 10 to four to six as we go down. We'll walk until it feels different and then everybody switches to that track yeah you can kind of see the line where there might be a new set of pressure plates yeah so we'll walk along three it'd be nice if just once in a while one of these things was just really simple just super straightforward (laughs) these are the numbers you step on these you're good to go none of this dilly dallying about i mean who's got this kind of time who thinks up this kind of crap well, we definitely don't because these zombies are going to start attacking. So go, let's go, go three, three until and Riggs is like, oh, I did kind of have a cheat code to that room back there. So <sighs> you know we've made some progress. All right, Riggs, tell us where to stop. So you end up with some like kind of like pointing and pushing and shuffling and delicateness. You guys are all able to kind of walk down row three and ten to the line that these pressure plates seem to stop. And then, so then you need to know what to do, what you're going to try next. I'll look real hard, concentrating on the fourth row and mm-hmm. see if it, it looks like it's changed. If there's pressure plates on the fourth row, uh, do another investigation check with advantage. Cause you kind of like have the clue. Okay. 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 22. So because you have the numbers four and six and you know kind of the structure and where to look like you can look and you can kind of see that like, yeah, you're pretty sure that four and six for this next section. Those are the safe ones. Right. I'm so you're jump- pretty confident from where you are. You can step on four and six and make your way down a little bit more. I do that. All right. Fourth row, everybody go. Wee. When he steps on four, does anything happen? Uh, no, in a good way. And you're kind of like confident enough that like four and six are close enough together that you can kind of like put one foot on either one and all of you can kind of shuffle forward on this next section. But you get to the end of that section and you are roughly halfway down this bridge and you don't have any more information. <laughs> you're pretty sure you're pretty sure like there's more of these, but you don't have any more information on the numbers. And actually at that point, John Fletcher appears. Remember, John Fletcher appeared in the previous room on a little 
pedestal projection kind of thing. And so he's there again down the line, which you can see a little bit better now because this room is dark, but you can see another kind of similar kind of pedestal kind of projection device. And the image of John Fletcher reappears there and (laughs) says basically like, you know, you could just go back if you don't. You could just turn around and leave and it would be easy to just forget all of this. You could walk back. You could leave town. Nobody's devoured by zombies. And and you could go on and live your life. Be quiet, John Fletcher. Hologram, nobody asked you. No, he wouldn't know what a hologram is. Be quiet, <laughs> John Fletcher. Image projection, nobody knows. Nobody <laughs> wants to listen to advice from you. I'll look real hard and see if I can see where the next set of pressure plates are. Do an investigation with a disadvantage now. I, I would like to try to sniff, uh, <laughs> see if I can tell where people have stepped in the past. With sniffing? Through smell? All right, yeah. roll a smell check. Right. Perception, I guess. I get advantage on those. You can do looking for footprints. Uh, I rolled a 12. So you're not really able to detect any particular pattern or solidity. Matt, what's your smell check? 15. So smell gives you no particular information about pressure plates or footprints, but you can actually kind of, you can smell the zombies and the rottedness, and you can actually kind of smell when the turn undead wears off. Uh You can actually get a little bit of kind of like the scent of fear dissipating (laughs) and the like the, the rippling of that, of that water that was occurring with zombies trying to get away from gravely stops. Uh, Gravely, I think your uh, your amulet uh, stopped working. Uh, I'm sorry, it's only less a minute. Sasa, could you do the same thing? I'll I'll try. uh, My concentration's a little off, but but I'll do my best. Yeah, I'll attempt, and uh, if it does work, uh, I'll I'll attempt to turn undead. And I do also have destroy undead because of my level. Because you're a high level cleric, so so basically if they fail, they just like die, right? But they still have water. Because it's basically if they're a challenge rating of uh one half or lower, um, then yeah, they basically they're instantly destroyed. They make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Based on the same kind of thing, because you're in wolf form, I would give them uh advantage in their in their roles. That's kind of where you're getting with the wolf form is like you're not quite as like focused and, and spiritual in that um so you do that and uh similarly to when gravely cast it but you can see exactly where some zombies are being affected but rather than ripples that are moving away from you there's a like <laughs> the bodies hit like, the top <laughs> it's weird because you kind of see like an upwelling of water and then like a dropping of water like where there's some work. It's like yeah exactly <laughs> And then some like zombie parts sort of like float to the top. Uh. <laughs> so you've definitely like affected significantly the zombie population, but like you can't really be totally confident that they're all gone. The already gross water just got significantly <laughs> gross. It just turns uh, brown. Everyone keep yeah. moving. Uh, Riggs, where did you get these numbers from? Uh, I, uh, an informant, but this is all the information they had. Sorry. Uh, we might just have to go for it and see what happens. John Fletcher's image is still there. Uh, and he actually heard Riggs say, like, my informant, <laughs> which might be, like, why Riggs was, like, not real forthcoming about, like, any more information. But John Fletcher is like, 
So there's a spy then. Makes sense. But it appears your your luck has run out with that. You have no more information. There's no clues here. There's no code in the wall. It's it's all you from here. And let me remind you, we don't have to do this. You could just leave. Right. I could reward you even. And, and all you guys, I have an idea. And then he changes out of bear form. Zoop. And then I am going to cast Wind Walk and just take everybody with me. Because I can what? <laughs> um, What's Wind Walk? Uh, you and up to 10 willing creatures you can see within range, which is 30 feet, uh, assume a gaseous form for the duration, which is eight hours. <laughs> pairing <laughs> of cloud. What? While in this cloud form, a creature has a flying speed of 300 feet and has resistance damage from non-magical weapons. Did you Let's just go. turn us all into a fart? Yep. <laughs> the only actions a creature can take in this form are the dash action or to revert to its normal form. But wait, wait, wait. Are we stuck as clouds for eight Forever. hours reverting takes one minute oh. reverting takes one minute <laughs> let's go <laughs> right let's turn yourself. into gas this is great <laughs> i just remembered that i had that spell do you like tell them that's gonna happen or do you just cast it just do they uh, have to be just, willing no just do it it does say willing so i'll also uh, okay i have a i have a new spell and branch will turn us all into gas and then we will just fly very Wait, fast gas Yes, like uh, what kind like, of what kind of gas? Like a poisonous gas? Like a noxious odor uh, or something? It is cool, just cool. A gas, like uh, air or steam or uh, nitrogen. I'm sorry, Branch knows what nitrogen is. Yes, <laughs> and we at least be a noble gas, you know. I, I mean, that way we're. <laughs> you know what? I've never been a gas before, and I've already taken all kinds of different shapes. Now it's. What's what's one more among friends? Let's go. I'm in. Starsa consents actively. <laughs> Randall trusts you. So everybody's gas. Everyone is gas. <laughs> and all you can move yourself. Five of us and rigs. There's no other creatures with us. Yeah. Okay. So there's the six, six yeah, of us six in total. Our flying speed is three hundred feet. Dang. Which is dang. Insane. This like completely negates like travel time. It's a sixth yeah, but, level spell. But so. we're also gas. Do we keep our clothes? Like yeah, everything's gas. Let's let's do this. Like everybody describe your, your gas. aroma. Like what's the color? Yeah, color scent, whatever you want to describe. What like Branch, what, what what is your gas? Branch's <laughs> gas is is like kind of the same green that he is and smells a bit like a bog. <laughs> All right. Sort of that PD Randall. Smell, you know? Okay. Randall, give me a guess. Randall, you know the po- <laughs> you know the Pokemon coughing that like emits that like black gas that's like yeah. toxic. Uh, that's what it is, and little um, little poison symbols uh, come up as it as it goes, <laughs> and it uh, smells like a putrid. The smell that you smell when you're like, I need to take out the garbage. That's the smell. <laughs> Tiverone. Tell us about your gas. It is a gray-blue, and it's like seawater fog that only the brightest of lighthouses can cut through. Yeah. Mm, very nice. Gravely. Gravely's is a, kind of a, a light, shimmery green um, with um, a, a bit of a bit of purple kind of mixed in, just little little shimmery, opalescent sort of thing. And it's very small. It's, it's kind of tinier than mm. the rest of them. And I'm going to move forward. Sarsa. It's like a black, like almost opaque 
black cloud. The aroma is like, I don't know if you guys ever have had this experience like in college, but like after throwing a bender, the smell of the recycling bin like the next day, like after you've like (laughs) taken all the bottles out, like it's just a mishmash of like beer and it's, it's that. It's that it's yeah. the, it's the recycling yeah, yeah. bin of like all of the choices they got made the night before, and it's not exactly like a bad smell, but it's definitely like not just one smell. Like yeah. it is. Yeah. Oh, and and my my gas smells like asparagus. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, actual asparagus or like asparagus after the fact asparagus? Uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. How is that the but worst? No one knows what any of the smells are because none of us have noses. <laughs> um, so you all gas, including Riggs, and you uh, are able to drift down to Wait, where... what's Riggs's gas like? Zach, we need to know. Riggs's gas is uh, a deep purple color. Pretty dense. <laughs> this is deep character exploration for an NPC. Uh, I think it smells like uh, like an attic. An attic with all, like old things in it. Not food, but just like the dust and like the old mothballs and, and vinegar. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so all of your uh, collective gaseous forms are able to bypass the rest of the pe- pressure plates, um, saving all my cool traps. You're up to like basically where the image of John Fletcher is, who like watches you do this and is like, oh, for the sake of the gods. All right. Fine. <laughs> I feel like John is like the... <laughs> The, the the pseudo DM in this, like I feel like he might be a little bit of an outlet for for some personal uh, feelings here, Zach. He's like, no, stop, don't. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna fly my gas over to his little projection to like cloud it up and just to get in his. You're face able to do that. Go, good, good. You've got eight hours. He just like shakes his head, like, uh. <laughs> the gas. So laughed. you're able to get to like an equivalent sized platform area to the like entrance and there's a door like a stone door that's closed and there's a lever next to the door that like i mean it's just a lever it could be the like open switch it could be who knows it could be trapped or whatever but like in your gaseous form gravely will float over to this lever and try to like push on it but he just goes through yeah. The lever kind of goes back and forth a couple times. Just mm-hmm. you see the gaseous cloud like rumble a little bit, just kind of like, Rrr! but no sound or anything. And uh, I just concentrate real hard, like, I want to be solid. Well, no, hold on. Now, you said the door is closed, but is it airtight? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I swim underneath it or swim? Can I f- gas underneath it or through the crack wherever the hinge is? Can I vape? Can I vape yeah. underneath <laughs> the crack? And- I mean, it's stone. Stone is typically porous i don't you can't move through stone as a gas i'm not gonna I mean, give you that come on i could if moving through the seams i want to come up with a role for that like give me suggestions for like what skill would be can i move through as constitution can you constitute yourself as a gas long enough to i do I think it's great. constitution related gravely is concentrating on being solid again for a minute yeah, so gravely drops down. The only down. actions we can take are to dash and to revert. If you consider going under the door not one of those things, then yeah, we should revert. I mean, I think the point of gas is you could potentially roll through things like that. So I think while Branch kind of like attempts to kind of like push his gassy self through, like you don't have a lot of success with that. Like maybe kind of like 
you're forcing through a very small percentage of yourself at a time, but you're not like easily passing through. It's fairly airtight, but kind of at the same time, Gravely is trying to move the thing and he turns back into Gravely. Ah, oh, I don't like that. Oh, everyone change back. I don't know if you can hear me, but please. And I'll just uh, pull the lever. So if I recall, the verbiage is you spend a minute trying to go back to your normal form. So for mm. somebody who was not in their normal form, would I revert into my normal form? Would as I- in all things as wolf yet you haven't tried before, you don't know. <laughs> but are you going to go to your normal form? Yes, that's the goal. And I feel like I would be very relaxed because when you're gas, like, like you what a relief. You are the cloud. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, so do I re- the- revert back to a non-wooden gravely? So uh, Sarsa is turning back into uh, herself. And uh, when you do that, you're able to do that. And you are Sarsa. No longer a wolf. Nice. Gravely, you haven't really like checked your woodenness, but give me a uh, wisdom, mm, straight wisdom roll. Six, no, 14. What are the wisdom skills? What are the wisdom related skills? I don't have them in front of me. Animal handling. Nature. What's your nature modifier? Uh, plus four. Ah, all right. So that's going to give you a, a 18. No, it's maybe a 16. I rolled a 12. Oh, you rolled a 12. It was 12 plus 2. Nature's, Nature's plus, plus your wisdom modifier. All right, so 16. That's fine. I was thinking 15. So uh, you weren't really focused on this. You weren't like trying to revert to regular Gravely. You were just focused on the lever. But you do realize, like, oh, I'm I'm like, oh. I'm squishy again. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm flesh. I don't, I don't smell like cedar. Uh, I'm me again. I'm, I'm, I'm orc flesh. Cool. <laughs> As you do that and kind of like pull the lever, it is like a stone door is like very slowly actually like sliding to the side. While the door opens, I just read another thing in the spell description because it's a very long description that I missed. Good uh, God. All right. For the next eight hours until the spell ends, you can also go back into gas form. uh, Everybody? (gasps) Yep. Until the spell ends, a creature can revert to cloud form, which also requires the one minute transformation. So you can just go back in if you if you spend a minute. Oh, yeah. It takes a minute to transition back from gas, right? Like it's like a slow deal. Yeah, it's a one minute there, one minute back. This is the spell ever. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to complicate things. (laughs) I only have one six level spell slot and it's over now. So. Is everybody transitioning back? No, yeah. I will stay gas. Na- now that I know gassed. that I can go back into gas, yeah, I'm changing. I'm changing uh-huh. back. All right, Tiffro, are you transitioning? Yes, transitioning back. Like everyone reverts except show. for Randall. <laughs> all right, Riggs is already transitioning back, so it takes about a minute. But all of you slowly, like you, it's like a matter of like the gas constitutes into like your shape, and then slowly, like densely solidifies and after a minute you are you some of you are more you than you were previously oh, randall's a gas mm-hmm. randy randall everybody kind of like as you're like oh i'm back oh i'm not wood oh i'm sarsa this is so great you kind of turn to randall and he's still this like stinky cloud of <laughs> hey, randall are you gas. stuck or are you doing that <laughs> randall uh, on purpose he's stuck he can't Shakes talk in <laughs> oh he smells terrible oh, it smells like trash and garbage well i guess that tracks 
<laughs> yeah, does it smell better or? About the same. About the yeah. same. About the same as your bag. Like if you stuck your head inside Randall's oh, garbage sure. bag, that's basically why he's. Maybe he's finally like. become what he always wanted to be. Let's just leave well enough alone. Door- Meanwhile, the door. <laughs> Doors slowly sliding open. So it take- once Gravely is solid and able to move the lever, it does just seem to be like the open piece of the door. When you activate the lever, the image of John Fletcher kind of disappears and the door slowly slides to the side. It's a pretty big door, bigger than the opening. It's like a big slab of stone. It takes a while to like move back, but eventually you have a, right. a doorway to go through. All right. Tiberoin, uh, why don't you take point? Scope out the next room or whatever's ahead of us. All right. Will do. Tiberoin heads through the threshold. So walking into the next chamber. Gravely looks at branch and i i hold up my hands and look look i'm not wood anymore (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) thank you you know when you think about it we're really lucky that that wind thing didn't happen while we were gas that could have gotten real nasty it's very true although i still want to try to figure out what what the the puzzle numbers were i i talk to the manager about that (laughs) you can ask a john fletcher when, uh, yes, next time, I, next when, time he when pops we... up. I still have, or I will cast my cantrip of light on my, on an arrow tip. If it seems like it's another room or something like that. Is there any light? Yeah, the room you're moving into is uh, largely square. And uh, this room is pretty dark, but there is, it looks like there's a doorway off to the left. And that there's something like lit up in that room. That's about all you can see. Well, some of you have dark vision. So like even before you light something up, you can kind of like make out. This is a pretty big room. It's roughly square shaped, still kind of like stone walls. It looks like there's an open door off to your left. It looks like there's also a door going forward, like a pretty big door. It looks like there's another kind of pedestal-y thing towards the middle. It looks like there's also an open door to the right. All right. I go in after Tiburon and hold up my arrow light look around look around and see what i can see yeah so that'll that'll light up the chamber so everybody can kind of see this the door straight in front of you is much bigger there's a pretty big passageway and actually with light that entryway is not like closed off it's not a closed door there's kind of like a big archway into a very dark chamber off to your left there's light and you can kind of hear some like work that's happening some kind of like metal clinking maybe some sort of like electrical magical kind of like buzzing the doorway on your right seems like there's a similar kind of small doorway but it's dark in that next chamber there's Tiburon. there's someone in the next room to the left i do we wish to disturb them i mean i feel like they might be um of ill intent but uh maybe 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 you should take a quick look. Why don't we send Randall? He's still gas. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> Randall, good can you God, float? This is, this is a major complication. <laughs> Randall, Randall, <laughs> listen to us the gas. I just kind of put my hands up. Randall, float into that room where there's light and take a look or, or sense of i don't i mean i think you can still see things sort of i don't know how clouds work but and then just see what's in there and then come back and then change back okay and tell us what you see okay 
Um, as you're kind of like whispering to each other, uh, John Fletcher again appears in the <laughs> on the kind of like central pedestal and kind of like has a look at you all again and is looking kind of like a little bit more serious, a little bit more grave each time you see him a little bit more stressed and is like, all right, listen, you've proved you've proved you have power. You prove you have ability. You're formidable. You, you have capability, but you don't want to go any farther. You have to trust me that in this room. And he gestures to the, the dark room on the other side. It's the treasury. Each of you could take any one treasure that you, to your heart's content, take whatever you prefer and walk out of here. I can deactivate the walkway in the next room, you can leave, not be here again, and none of us will have to worry about this. You don't want to go farther. Why do you want us to leave so bad? Yeah, it kind of makes me feel like maybe we're getting real close to the stuff that you don't want us to get to. And I don't really see why I'm supposed to believe that you have our best interests at heart here, boyo. I don't have your interest at heart. I am not a good person, but I want this to okay, end as well Then I well think our conversation possible. is over. Bye bye. Yeah, that's too bad because I mean, uh, with your name and your former business, I mean, we we I could have been a great patron of yours. I mean, I'm very interested in Fletchery and arrows, but you, you're you're just being a a, a, a ninny. A ninny. Well, you know, whether there's people present, I don't want to call you a bad word. Well, that's very admirable of you, but this won't end well for for you or me, or, or anyone involved, if you continue to advance. Well, we agree on one thing. It won't end good for you. Grayloo's going to walk into the room that he indicated was the treasury, and I'm going to walk forward into that room. So you do, do walk in with your kind of like uh, lit up arrow, and it does seem to be a treasury with chests and items and, you know, some armor, some weapons, some generally valuable looking objects, some boxes. Yeah, a lot of stuff that looks valuable. I would like to cast detect magic. Okay. And I would say Riggs follows you in there, kind of what's everybody else doing? You do, we're able to, you're kind of in mid kind of like discussion of telling Randall to go gas his way into the, the other room. So what's everybody do? Before we do detect magic, what's kind of everybody doing in this moment? Is John Fletcher, he appeared on the pedestal in the middle of the room? Yeah. I'd like to examine the pedestal to see if I can figure out how he's showing up, just because I'm genuinely curious. Sure, investigation. Imagineers caused an illusion. (laughs) 18. So, yeah, I mean, you're able to look at it and kind of deduce and look at what he's doing, and it seems like just kind of some sort of version of of illusion magic, kind of like a... Some form of maybe the pedestal is enchanted to be able to cast a major image or or something so that he's able to like he's definitely not there. This definitely seems like he's probably speaking to you live from wherever he is. And something about the way this kind of like network of these specific pedestals is created allows him to project his image you're pretty confident nobody's like i mean actually somebody did kind of like gas into his previous version like it's pretty obvious that like this is an illusion you could put your hand through it it wouldn't hurt him or anything but no obvious way to uh reverse the polarity of it no. <laughs> not not that you notice no. okay i mean maybe artificery like deep deep magic could maybe like get into it and <laughs> and and figure out how to reach the other side but not kind of like and Not with the wave of a wand or anything. That's Branch's uh, action. Sarsa, what are you doing? Well, so 
to the detect magic. We he's yeah, waiting cast for that. that. Yeah. So gravely walked into the room that John Fletcher indicated was a treasury. Riggs actually followed gravely, so they both went in there. Which direction are you going? They're like there sounds like there's somebody or something happening in that room on the other side that there's a light in. Uh, how far away are they from me now? Uh, I'd say the big square room in the middle that you're in is probably about 40 feet on a side. So they're like 20 feet. I would, uh, before following them in, because I I have a weird feeling about whatever we're going to be up against here coming up. Mm -hmm. um, While I have everybody within like hearing range of me and within 60 feet, I am going to give a motivational speech. I'm going to tell them, listen, all right. This old Sarsa, she's been around the block a time or two. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, the more somebody tells you, oh, you best be walking away now. This is the best situation for everybody. That means you got to push on. You got to keep soldiering on. Because that means that, yes, there might be something real big and nasty like around the corner. But it also means there's probably something really good after that. So I think we're we're coming up close on the end of this. And you guys have shown your mettle and... And if we can be gas together, then we can finish this quest together. So says I, Sir Sadevisalt. I'm going to cast that actually as a fourth level spell. Uh, I can choose up to five creatures within range that can hear me. So that's everybody. They're going to gain, since I'm casting it at a fourth level, um, they're going to gain 10 temporary hit points. And they have advantage on... uh, wisdom saving throws if an affected creature is hit by an attack it has advantage on the next attack you know what i'm going to cast that actually as a fifth level spell so they're going to get 15 Mm -hmm. sorry 15 so they have advantage if they're hit by an attack they have advantage on their next attack once an affected creature loses the temporary hit points granted by the spell the spell ends for that creature so 15 points when you lose 15 points the spell ends and advantage on wisdom 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 uh, saves And that's good for an hour or until they lose those temporary hit points. All right. You're all feeling fortified and charged up on that. Thank you, Sasha. I can cast that on myself too, right? Yeah. Yeah, but you'd have to leave one of you out. So you can skip Riggs or whoever. Riggs, because, you know. Actually, you know what? Randall is gas right now, right? Uh huh. Yes. Gas Randall. (laughs) No, I'll leave Riggs out. Wow. Wow. But I cuz I want I want some temporary hit points. All of you feel like charged up and fortified and like uh you know really inspired by this speech and Riggs is looking around like what's not good speech. <laughs> All right. If if that's your thing, sure. Let's let's just get this done. The rest yeah. of us are kind of like like putting our hands on our shoulders like yeah, yeah, yeah good job. This. Well done. <laughs> the handshakes like, were hand and we're, yeah. <laughs> we're like yes, we can do this. The gas comes and wraps around you a little bit. <laughs> Riggs is like, Riggs is like, it's only a model. Uh, so who do we leave out? Tiburon, what are you doing? You said the uh, door on the left is like slightly open. We can see light come through it, right? The one Randall went through. Yeah, it's all the way open. Okay, I don't know if you, I said it, but I would, I would follow them into that room, by the way, at the end of my... Into the treasury? Yeah. Okay, yeah, the door on the other side, there's kind of a hallway on both sides, so you don't have a clear vantage point from at least where you entered on what's in there, but the door is open. Uh, I'm going to peek on the left and see what uh, Randall's up to down that uh, down that left side door. 
Uh, so you kind of like uh, walk up there. We'll do this in concert. Randall, what are you doing? Randall's going to gas into that uh, room on the left that was open that he was instructed to go to. Okay, give me a stealth with advantage because you're a gas. <laughs> <laughs> but they'll just see me as gas. It's true. So they, what are you going to do? I don't know. What would you do I'm if you just saw some gas coming in the room? Flow into the room that smelled like garbage? Oh, I God. do not know, but yeah. just like, let's find out. Oh, God, no. <laughs> 21. Good God. All right, so you're able to work your way stealthily into this room, down this hallway, <laughs> into this room as a gas. Tiburon, you kind of like tiptoe behind him. Tiburon, also give me a, a stealth check. 15. So you're kind of able to like tiptoe up to the doorway. And Randall, you flow all the way down the hallway into this chamber. Tiburon, you're peeking, so you can only see a little bit of what is in this room. <sighs> all right, so Randall, as gas, presumably you can like perceive things as gas, because otherwise you wouldn't. it wouldn't be very useful to turn into gas no. <laughs> if you were no. just like stuck there, unable to perceive your surroundings. So you can <laughs> see what's going around you and perceive. You are looking at... If it's another gas, I'm going to freak out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do the secret gas handshake. Um <laughs> You're looking at kind of a workshop. It's cluttered. As an artificer, like you you get artificer vibes. It's filled with like magical items and 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 physically charged items, electronics and things that channel magic and things like that. Mm. Kind of like a messy, disheveled sort of workshop. There's some tables, there's some items. There's a uh, big thing in the center of this circular room which is at its core, it's a big stone circle standing upright like you could walk through it. Fills up like most of this room. It's maybe 10 feet in diameter. So, so like an arch? It's a full circle, like 360 degrees goes all around. And it's got things like attached to it. It's got like some things like hooked up to it. And there's a, uh, a little uh, creature working on it. And it looks like a very small construct in sort of a device that it's sort of like flying around in. And that device has like regular sized arms, constructy arms coming out of it. And the arms are kind of like fiddling some with something. And it's working with this, this thing. It hasn't noticed you. Tiburon, you are peeking down this hallway and you don't have as much of a view as Randall does, but you have recently been in a room that looked a lot like this. You're pretty sure you're getting a glimpse of a giant portal thing and you can't quite like see, you don't have a view of the whatever is like moving around from where you are, but it looks a lot like the kinds of stuff that was in the train car where you saw a portal recently. Mm, interesting. Okay. Recently, for our listeners, recently in a uh, between-season bonus one-shot, <laughs> previous to this season. Go back and listen. Hello, Knights of the World Table, and welcome to Announcements of Episode 6. Now, I'm not saying that it's directly a result of our uh, announcement on the at the top of the previous episode, but soon after we released our previous episode, Wizards of the Coast did release a statement fully backing down on the whole OGL uh, fiasco. So they declared that the original gaming license is going to stay in place as it has been indefinitely they also i think as kind of a gesture of goodwill release some other 
5e i don't understand all the ins and outs of this but they released some 5e uh in stuff into uh it's called creative commons i think it means that basically some things that maybe wizards of the coast has copyrighted like beholders and strad von zerovich are available to be played with by third-party creators that were uh, potentially getting kind of screwed over by the old by the whole OGL thing. Anyway, that was a great move. I mean, that's what I think was the best possible move that they could make in this specific scenario. And I think my statement from uh, the previous, the top of the previous episode, still stands, which is like regardless of how the OGL situation turns out, like Hasbro the corporation is going to have a lot of uh, future opportunities to make either similarly bad decisions that sort of uh, whittle away at the game that we all play or to really like take a look at the community and and really make decisions that enhance the community and enhance their profits and are a win-win-win for everybody. Um, so we'll see, you know, we'll see how that works out. Um, a lot of, uh, of third-party creators have kind of banded together and pledged to create an alternative for D&D. Um, which could be something really cool. I, competition is really never a bad thing, so I think that's still going to happen regardless of, of how Wizards of the Coast has tried to resolve this. And it's definitely a product I would love to take a look at and kind of size up and see the the big picture of how things are looking at that point and, and what we want to play because, you know, I think the more games, the better, really. I think that's a win-win-win also. So that's good to hear. Again, like, maybe that has nothing to do with our statement because it definitely doesn't. But, you know, it, it was... Our voice was in there, and so uh, that's uh, that's good to know. Uh, in other news, there has been uh, some, uh, some reviews that people have left uh, on our podcast, on Apple Podcasts that I haven't looked at lately, so I just wanted to read one or two of those. So um, let's talk about uh, this one titled Lots of Wholesome Fun, and uh, the text is just a delightful way to spend some time. We appreciate that. That is uh, what we strive for. That's from KajuHBSHS. Um, on Apple Podcasts. So thank you for that review. We appreciate it. Um, I'll read some other reviews in our uh, future announcement sessions. Uh, if you're listening and you have not left a review on Apple Podcasts yet, if any anybody can, even if Apple Podcasts is not how you listen, that is the best way to uh, make sure other people, even on other platforms, see our podcast. So if you are able to uh, take a moment to give our podcast a five-star review and leave a little text uh, text review, that would be great. We would appreciate it. We'd be happy to read it here and appreciate you directly. So, Kaju, HBSHS, and all of you other awesome listeners out there, thank you very much. We appreciate you and we appreciate the support. As always, remember take care of yourself, take care of each other, and make life an adventure. Is anyone still in the main room, or did everyone else head into the right side door? Branch is in the middle of the main room, kind of poking at the pedestal thing. Okay, got it. Where John Fletcher is, like, there. Branch is, like, staring and, like, looking at the... Essentially, John John Fletcher's feet, who can, like, see him (laughs) staring down there, examining the structure. Got it. Uh, I'm going to go up to Branch, and I'm going to whisper. I don't know whether John Fletcher hologram can hear me or not, but um, I'm going to... Seems like it probably would. 
go. He basically French. has the perception he would have if he was there. I have, very, I have very large ears because I'm a goblin. <laughs> I believe he's trying to hide a portal from us over here on the left side. Eh, hey, that's not good. Let's go tell the rest. Hey, hey, John Fletcher. Hey, John Fletcher, where is the next room that you're going to pop up on? <laughs> you can go there now because we will be there soon. And John Fletcher looks at you and says, it's right back the direction you came. Just walk straight back there through the zombie moats and out the way you came. That's where I will meet you. Okay, you go first and we will uh, be right there. I will not. You are not a nice person. Correct. Hey, come on, Tiburon. And I'll I'll head, out, I'll head over to the the treasury area all right so tiburon and uh branch are kind of like sneaking towards that what's been indicated as a treasury room i'd say right about that time gravely is de- casting detect magic and gravely when you do that like yeah like this whole room kind of like lights up in your perception as like it's a lot of magic items a lot of kind of like powerful magic occurring in this room it seems legitimate it doesn't seem like like you would kind of be able to detect like are they illusions? Is this a trap? Is there necrotic magic? But you definitely get a sense of like magical items, valuable stuff. Not everything. Some of it is just kind of like riches, but for sure there's a bunch of stuff in here. So so I'm I'm detecting I like specific items that are that are giving off a magical aura. Yeah, I think with detect magic, you'd be able to kind of like notice that item is magic. That item is magic. That is okay. not not really more details than that, but like you definitely has that sense. And like it's the equivalent of like a whole room lighting up with like gotcha. ooh, a lot of magic stuff in here in All various right. kind of degrees of like you can probably kind of detect intensity, like some things ooh. bigger than others, like a plus one longbow is less than like a legendary <laughs> sword. But there's a bunch of stuff in here. So with my bag of holding, what I'd like to do hmm. is grab a couple of those things. OK, the, the, the glowier, the better. Yeah, I'll just grab a couple of things and then. See what happens. I mean, I'll, I'll just put him in the bag of holding and I'm going to be like, I'm going to hold. I'm going to keep this for later. I'm going to go through all this later. And sure. What kind of stuff are you looking for? What would kind of like grab your attention first? Uh, weapons, um, armor, you know, anything that's kind of small that can, or, you know, that's handheld or body size or whatever, you know, they could fit in. Like if it's armor, like mail or, or something like that, I'll put that in. Any like any like potions or anything that's giving off a magical aura. So you gather up a short sword, a set of chain mail, a kind of beaker of potion, a kind of vial of dust that seems magically bright. And you also grab a bracelet. Cool. I'm going to stuff all of those in the bag. Riggs is also like, you're paying attention to that while Riggs is also moving around. Sarsa, what are you up to? You're kind of like aware. You're kind of like closest to the door, and you're aware of Branch and Riggs and Branch and Tiburon coming up behind you. Kind of stress and concern vibe. I mean, I don't obviously have the same kind of insight as Gravely mm-hmm. on like what's what. I would definitely be interested in like grabbing some some stuff. Mm-hmm. I like I like shinies. Is there anything like that? Like, I mean, you know, Sarsa. Like anything that would kind of call out to her as particular of interest and if i notice her coming in i i would probably you know say like oh that one that one's giving off i would like start pointing stuff so if she's rolling i mean i I would you know i would try to help i mean similar question like if you're in a room of like a variety of weapons and armor and trinkets and necklaces some jewelry and things like what do you think would what kind of thing would 
most grab Sarsa's attention. Some you awesome you see a necklace first as you're kind of like looking around and you're like, nope, no more necklaces. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> I, think, I think she might be in the market for like a new, like she's got her boots of elven kind. So like probably mm. not footwear, maybe a new a coat or cloak or butt enhancing breaches if that's an option like i don't know like you tell me what am i seeing like uh like she's got her tanker she's i'm hearing the first thing that comes to mind is like fashion fashion items apparel so you're kind of like looking around for well she definitely like blew through some of her normal like garb the first couple times that she shifted she probably like Mm -hmm. some of her like her her coats that's durability Not so. terrible things that the Incredible Hulk could wear, and not or like up. a cool hat. Because <laughs> I mean, she's been a captain for a while, and I don't think she's like she's yet to have a hat. Like, uh, we're, but like we're talking like a hat. But maybe that's not here. I don't know if this is a. I don't know if this is a hat room, Zach. Yeah, you're looking around a little bit with like, well, Gravely seems excited. It seems like there's some good stuff here. It seems you kind of like gather from that and what John Fletcher said, like. That seems kind of legit. Like, and you look around and you see a hat, and it's a tricorn hat with a big feather in it. Is it sparkling? It's pretty cool. Gravely, is it? She like holds up. She picks it up and like holds it up to Gravely. Like, huh? Uh, uh, no. He just says no. <laughs> oh, is there like, is there like money, like gold, platinum? Not kind of like laying out like you know, Scrooge McDuck's money bin, but like I there's know. some, there's some treasure chests that are not lit up that you would kind of interpret as probably, that's probably yeah. loot. All right. And I'll look at Sarah. I was like, should we take some money? She like, kind of like, she puts the hat on like, but like kind of like with a, with a, it's rah. that's nice. That's very you. And then she like tries to see if she can find any jewels or money that she can just throw in her pockets. But like, she's definitely a little dejected. (laughs) Sorry, Captain, should we take some booty? (laughs) So you you kind of put put the hat on anyway. Sad that it's not magical. It's a different kind of magic, y'all. It's got a vibe. And you notice a belt. A belt with a Great big, kind of gaudy, kind of cool belt buckle. She uh, she holds up the boat, uh, not the boat, the belt to Gravely, like, huh? <laughs> Gravely, you get a good vibe off of that one. Oh, yeah, maybe. Be careful, because it could be cursed. Right. I, trust me, I've already got me guard up. <laughs> so she, she, she'll, like, hang on to the belt, but not just immediately throw it on. Okay. So at that point, Tiburon and Branch are entering. We leave the door open just a crack so that Randall can follow us in. Uh, and you immediately in. notice an amazing hat mm-hmm. is being worn. Hey, Sarsa, <laughs> uh, that hat is a good hat. Thank you. Uh, Tiburon, you want to tell them what you saw? I'm fairly certain when I peeked over to where Randall went to investigate, I saw a portal. Gravely similar to the one we saw on the train a few moons back. Oh, that's interesting. I, I I didn't like that train. That's probably what Fletcher's trying to keep us away from. Oh, so they've got some sort of transportation, like a teleportation thing in here, just like before. I I suspect. That makes a lot of sense. We should not let them have that. We should destroy it. This is a fair amount of time. So, like, back to Randall. You're observing all of this stuff. Like, are you hanging out in there? Are you kind of like, what's Randall up to? Yeah, watching, waiting, being aghast. 
Okay. Like just a guess on the wall. Taking it all in. All right. Just back to the guess. back to the armory. <laughs> like, portal over there. Randall's in there. No sign of Randall. I suggest we move quickly before whatever Fletcher might be plotting to stop us with uh, makes its way over here. Should we uh, just go into that room, smash up the portal, and uh, go from there? Branch, when in gas form, could Randall communicate telepathically with you or someone uh, else? Yes. I have one use of basically detect thoughts with the telepathy feat. So, yes, yes, he can. Detect thought, like, can he communicate back to me or, or you can just kind of like know what he's thinking? I think I can know what he is thinking. Okay. I don't know the detect thoughts spell very well. I can read the thoughts of certain creatures. So you could read Randall's thoughts. That wouldn't necessarily get you like, it's not seen through his eyes. It's not, he can talk back to you. Also, like, you can see down the hallway. Like, even from where you are, it's a straight shot to kind of see down the hallway, and you can kind of, like, peek out through the door and see as much as Tiburon saw the notion of, like, that does kind of look like a sliver of a portal like we saw. Um, and to call back to, like, the very first episode, uh, Sora's description of the current situation in the war with the elites is that very much, like, they are moving to control the abilities to like operate through the portals. They've been attacking the knight's ability to control your own portals. They've been really kind of like trying to monopolize them. Well, this confirms one thing. Malkadoth is definitely an elite, or at least he's in with them. He's 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 in with the Platinum Syndicate. He's, otherwise, why would he have a portal? This is this is a staging ground for for them to be transported here. Hey. If we can destroy it, it it it, it can. It could significantly hamper their abilities. Rig says, destroy it or use it. Perhaps That's we could true. take control of it. Should we ask our uh, our uh, home office what they think, <laughs> since uh, we had such great luck uh, with the, the portal to get here? We could uh, contact one of the, the guys, the, the two bo- bottle, Bartleby. Uh, Nobody uh, remembers that guy. The little guy. The other little guy. He was a biscuit. Should we contact them? They they seem they've made the that terrible thing that turned me into a a wooden toy. Yeah, now you are a real boy. Uh, well, I yes. know that. That's just a matter of using our um our tattoos, right? Yeah, we can do that once once a day. All right, I'll do that. Hey, Bartleby, hello. Uh, I touch the tattoo before I say that. Obviously, wait, hold on. Message is a certain number of characters, isn't it? <laughs> or twenty-five. Yeah. Uh, Bartleby, Before. hello. Hey, Bartleby, hello. <laughs> uh, this is Branch. We found a portal. Uh, what should we do with it? You, you still have nine more. Peace out. <laughs> Let me know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> five more? Is it five more words? Yeah. So many. What do you do with so many words? The sooner, the better. Bartleby. <laughs> okay. I'm using up all 140 characters. <laughs> yeah, like sure. That. All right. And with the word Bartleby, whoosh, the message goes out, uh, rattles through the ether and, and reaches Bartleby, which, Chris, I'm just going to give that to you. Does he have 25 words to reply? Yes. All right. Oh, Branch, that sounds amazing. <laughs> yes, please get the transporter if you can. Or <laughs> there's a small piece that we need. It's gray. It has a blue. 
the Bartleby he uh, said that we should get a piece. It is blue, and then he he went away. <laughs> did he did he say what the piece was called? Well, that's not very helpful. Why would he say that? Why don't we uh, go and look and uh, make sure Randall... Oh, that's a good die. idea. We're, we're uh, looking... You said a blue piece? I think he said a gray and blue, and then he got cut off. It was... All right. He talks very... Or fast. if we can get the whole thing. If, and this is in the room with all the people that were working? Or the people that where we heard sounds? This is in the room where you heard a sound, yeah. It wasn't like a lot, but you could just kind of like hear... Something's down there. There's some rustling and clinking happening in that room. All right. Well, what do you all think? There's there could be could be a a tussle if we go in there, or we we might we could go straight forward, which is a big dark hallway, possibly a room, there might be something there, or we could try to investigate because there's definitely a transporter and that could be a way out. I vote we go to the portal room. Yes, perhaps Randall right. could tell us if any sort of trap. Or uh, creatures I'll, await us in there. I, I'll, I'll do. I'll try to do my message to Randall. Be like, Randall, can you? If you can hear me, come back. Randall's not a knight, so he wouldn't get a message. Oh, that's right. You, Damn it. If you, anybody knows the message cantrip, you Free could do that. Baby. I could just walk to the end of the hall and telepathically communicate with him if I can see him. <laughs> you have to have visual on him. Yes. Or you have to know where he is. I have to be able to see him, which would include him as gas, if I can see the gas. But if I can't see the gas, I would say no. I think he's kind of like oozed himself off to the side as gas. So like just staring down the hallway, I don't think you can see at least enough of him <laughs> to do that. You'd kind of have to go try to stealth into the room yourself or just walk in the room. Or I go to the hall. I turn into a spider with my amulet. Gotcha. And I yep. mm -hmm. crawl along the wall and until I can see him. And then I telepathically communicate with him. But then you could just see what I would see. Yeah, but yes. I want you to come out. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> you, all right. So you get down into the hallway a little bit, turn into a spider, walk in. You see with your eight eyes, <laughs> you see roughly where Randall the gas is. You see this room and more of a Randall saw, uh, but you have a little bit more context that uh, this is definitely a portal. This is actually potentially the portal that you saw on the train it looks really? pretty similar and you see this little creature buzzing around and it appears to be voop de doo too mm -hmm. in his form like remember you fought like a regular sized construct as tiny people mm -hmm. and what it did at the end was it eject kind of like a smaller little creature oh yeah that was also a construct. So it's this like smaller, little tiny, like six inch tall construct in a little kind of like levitating thing. And it doesn't have a full construct built around it. It just has arms. <laughs> so it's manipulating arms that look like they're using kind of a similar sort of remote device as the one that you recovered to work on this portal. Telepathy to Randall. Hey, Randall, <laughs> come back out here. We need to all talk. And then I scurry away. <laughs> I'll gas over. It's the spider walks. Gas gases back down the hallway. 
takes a little while probably for Spider Branch to get out there. Uh, Gas Randall probably gets out there first because if you're not going to transform back, if you're going to stay in spider form long enough to make sure you don't yes, alert voop de doo too, it's going to take you a lot longer than Gas Randall takes to get out to the mill chamber. So, Randall, you get out there as Gas. What do you want to do? Let's see what the plan is. As Gas? <laughs> do you want to yeah. hang around or do you want to go back to Randall? Mistake. All right, you can you can always tell Gas Randall has re-entered the room because you can smell him. Uh, (laughs) Branch doesn't appear for a you know a couple of six second turns at least. Gravely, Sarsa, and Tiburon do a stealth check. Seventeen. Seventeen. Seven. Uh Oh, so you're all kind of like tiptoeing back towards the door, trying to surround it, and 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 Tiburon kicks something. And uh, makes enough of a sound that you hear the sound in that chamber stop for a second. And uh, you all see voop de doo too in this kind of like form, kind of like move into the doorway to look out there. Is he, am I still behind him in the hall? He probably only goes to the like end of the hallway on his side. So you're somewhere in the middle cool. in spider form, <laughs> maybe like halfway in so he like goes out here's something goes out to look uh everybody so the three of you give me another stealth check for like him not seeing you when he looks uh as the as the gas i'd like to cover up my friends <laughs> <laughs> like going like like putting my arms and legs out spread out kind and of, obscure it kind of obscure. Uh, i'm not gonna alter the roll so everybody regular <laughs> stealth roll gravely sarsa and dibron again do they get advantage? I'm helping. No. Oh man. Fifteen. <laughs> this is one of my favorite things that's ever happened on the podcast. <laughs> it's great. From now on, every single every single day of in the episode, it's gonna be Jeff being like, cast the thing, cast the thing. Come on, Branch, cast the thing. Guess. <laughs> Sorry, Sir and Tim Brown, what's your new stealth check? I had a seventeen. Okay. Tip. Ten. Uh oh. <laughs> So once again, he's already kind of like looking in your direction and looking and you try to like kind of scramble off to like get to the side or something because you you hear the sound of him stop and kind of like move towards you're like, oh, I got I got to move. And you kind of like stumble away again, try to get off to the side, but like trip. Actually, I'll say you'd fall like through the image of John Fletcher and like whoop de doo do like looks kind of like scans and you hear it go like alert alert intruders intruders evacuate evacuate situation evacuate situation deploy countermeasures and uh, he does that thing again that happened to you once before which is like a bunch of little darts shoot out i think it was a constitution save he's only really perceived you tiburon so let's have you make a constitution save got it a five (laughs) so a little homing dart like shoots out of his thing and stuns you and he immediately turns activates moves this um his like robotic arms manipulate his uh remote control and uh the portal activates he probably has time enough to do that on his own turn without people, without ready to actions and stuff. None of you have really seen him until that moment. So I think on his turn, Tiburon is stunned. <laughs> like can't move. That's the only person he's seen clearly. 
A branch, maybe I will give you, if you want to take some sort of a reaction or some sort of an action, you're in spider form. You're the closest to him. You can see him clearly, and he hasn't seen you. So if you want to try anything in particular in this uh, round, you can uh, attempt something. He's turned back around by the time I would try something. He deploys his like countermeasure. You see it hit Tiburon. You know kind of what that's done before. It was like a six second stun for him to escape. You see the portal like activate, and you can kind of guess from what he did before that he's about to like try to escape through it. Well, the best I can do right now is is stop being a spider, which I think <laughs> would be a bonus action if it follows my normal wild shape rules. Sure. Could I then do an action? Uh, yeah. So you turn back into branch. The spider was like up on the wall. So you like clatter to the ground. That probably uses most of your movement to fall. That's and fine. I'm, I'm not trying to get to back up, but you have your action. <clears throat> you can't um, turn him to gas. That's gone. Uh, I'm going to cast heat metal on his construct body, basically. Okay. <laughs> heat metal just works on the metal object. Uh, you cause the object to glow red hot. It doesn't have any. Any creature in physical contact with the object takes 2d8 fire damage when you cast the spell. Ouch, that does seem bad. It does seem like the arms kind of construct flying thing that he's in is metal. Uh, I think it lights up. Um, it probably does that damage to him. So I would say like his momentum is through the portal that he's activated, but you like heat these arms and kind of like flying, flying machines slash like extension arms on a light up. And that like uh, probably knocks him out of it. Does that like fire damage? They like drop the remote, but like the there, there's enough momentum that like the arms break and kind of drop, but voop de do two and the remote go flying through the portal which closes the arm thing kind of clatters to the ground on fire. And uh, there you are. Okay. Solved. So out of initiative, John Fletcher is still kind of like looking at this, like, uh, uh, <laughs> and uh, what do the rest of you do from there? From the, when I was the gas and I was in that other room, besides the portal, mm-hmm. was there any way, was there like a connecting door or another? Did that go anywhere else? Or was it just that workshop room? No, just that chamber. Okay. A bunch of stuff. Yeah, and we still have one door we haven't been through that's in the room that you... Yeah, the in. big door. The big open dark door. Yeah. I, I'm going to go in the portal room. Okay. You're able to walk in there and look around. Yeah. What's everybody else doing? I, I Tiburon, you're, you're stun only last, last six seconds, so like you're stuck there for a moment, and then you're pretty able to recover relatively quickly. I feel like like the minute that Sarsa was like, oh, here's next bid bag evil guy mm-hmm. for us to fight, Like she would probably be heading that way she she knows she's been around long enough to know you don't split the party but like yeah she wants to be with the party that's going up against big bad evil guy all right so branch uh has turned back into branch from spider branch casted heat metal sarsa kind of like rushes that way as you rush that way you kind of establish like doesn't look like there's anything in here tiburon is spending his time recovering from stun randall is still gas gas is about a little bit gravely any particular reaction in that moment I'll just see Voop to do two robot and say, don't, don't let him press any buttons or you might get very tiny. And I don't want to go through that again. And he's gone. <laughs> Things are quiet. Branchel yelled down the hall. Eh, he went through the portal. I tried to stop him, but he was eh, too fast. But they have his arms. <laughs> don't touch them. <laughs> well, they're very hot. So I wouldn't. Yeah. 
Uh, Randall, we could use your help. Oh. I got a degas. No, just you just come in the room. That's all. Okay, I'll come in That's the room. All, I mean, all I said was we need your help. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I'll come in the room. I'll float into the room as gas. Uh, you are good. Gas it up, baby. <clears throat> you have some moments to kind of look around. You can all get a look in this room. It's nothing that any of you particularly understand. If any of you understood any component in this room, it would probably be Randall, since he has some artificer that's levels. Why, that's why he I is asked gas. To come in. <laughs> yeah, so maybe he gets a little bit more than any of you do, but um, for sure, Brant, Tiburon, and Gravely are recognizing, like, hmm, this is definitely a portal. We would want to, like, if we could kind of, like, recover and control this, it seems good. Probably some of this stuff is valuable do we see anything that's that's gray with blue like like branch said they he heard to look for yes but kind of a lot of stuff <laughs> a lot of okay. stuff is gray because there's metal and stone there's mm-hmm. various blue things <laughs> it doesn't kind of like narrow it down very well, much bottle uh, needs to be more specific I, uh, <laughs> there's too many things that are gray in here well what are we doing gang are we taking out this guy or are we moving on or should we try to make a hasty retreat i mean this could be very valuable john fletcher from down the hall is like hasty retreat <laughs> that sounds like we should stay there. nobody asked you john <laughs> fletcher eh, so i think we should find the piece that bartleby wants if we need to contact him again to do that that is probably a good idea and then eh, i do not know then break the rest of the portal zach while this is happening randall mm-hmm. is going to degas Oh, all right. So there's enough time that you can kind of slowly, in the darkness next to John Fletcher, re-randle yourself. I uh, I really thought we were gonna have separate combat with my uh, my little buff on everybody, y'all. The buffs was a while, right? How long does that last? An hour. Yeah. So you're still all up on that. I'll go back in the main hallway and keep a lookout and uh, just kind of look down the the large open middle door that was in that main hallway mm. and try to ignore John Fletcher as much as possible. <laughs> yeah, it's dark. It's a big arch. He kind of like lets you look at it. It's very kind of like ominous feeling. I don't suppose Actually, you it, tell us what's down there. From your detect magic cast, is that one minute or 10 minutes? Ten, it might still be up. 10 minutes. So with that detect magic, like you're also able to detect when you walk in the portal room, like big magic there powerful which also based on your knowledge like a magic item isn't as destroyable as if it was just like a regular stone circle um and like big dark ominous magic feeling from this arch that visually it looks like you could just kind of like walk through into the darkness i'm just gonna kind of look at it you know and it's it's that one of those things where the camera kind of zooms forward but it pans Mm -hmm. back so because that gives you that weird like depth thing and <laughs> and then Gradley's gonna just kind of and I'll just kind of flick out my wrist like I'm thinking about something and I f- flick out my wrist in my hand and I'll cast firebolt uh, I just want to send it forward into the darkness 120 feet mm. just kind of light up the space yeah so you're able to do that it passes through the archway that is uh, very dark and it does kind of like light up around it. And you're able to see a second chamber that is through that way. That is not terribly big. And maybe just like 10 feet past the archway, the firebolt hits 
a big, large wooden door. Two-sided, like a double doors, big like metal rings on it, formidable looking. It like crashes against that, doesn't seem to do any damage. Okay. Well, interesting. There's a large door over here. I turn back to John Fletcher and I'm like, I don't suppose you would tell us if that was the way out. It's not the way out. It is the way to the conflict that you're looking for. But if you pass this threshold, and he's referencing the archway that you could just step through, whoever passes this threshold, at least one of you is not coming back. That there's no way you know that. Or perhaps he could elaborate a little bit. If this is a genuine thing for us to be concerned about, maybe you'd be a little less cryptic. Look at me, Sarsa Demisalt. I'm not a good person, but I do not lie. And whoever crosses that threshold, at least one of you will not be returning. You say you're not a, a good person, but yet you keep trying to warn us. So I think that you actually are a good person, John. And I think deep down you miss making arrows and you miss helping people. And you've been helping us this whole time. Why don't you help us now? Tell us. Whatever it is, we have resources too. You think that this guy is powerful, but we can help you if you just help us. Uh, Sure, roll persuasion. 21. Dang. I do want to help you gravely. I... What I will do above all else is protect my family. And there is only one way I can do that. It's to either end this in conflict or convince you to leave. And for everyone here, it would be better if you leave. But what I am saying unequivocally and honestly is that whoever crosses that threshold, it is the final test. And it is the most difficult thing you've passed so far, and you will not all return from it. Riggs, do you have any you have any thoughts on this? We're ultimately doing this for you, so Riggs, you might, said might yeah. be worth yeah. worthwhile if you actually wade in a little bit here. Riggs looks at you and looks at John Fletcher and uh, pulls his big hammer off of his shoulders and walks across the threshold. Oh shoot! Can I tell? Can I? Tell if he was telling the truth, like insight, like John Fletcher. Yeah, roll insight. Oh, that's a nat 20. <gasps> 22. Dang. Uh, you feel like, yeah, you get every indication that he is telling the truth. So I, telling the I look truth. at Sarsa and I'm like, I think he's telling the... Wait, no, don't walk back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Gravely, we could, we could just go for a pint if you want. <laughs> I turn back to John Fletcher's projection. I say... How do you know one of us won't come back? Is, is there some sort of a sacrifice? Is, 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 are, are you able to see the future? How do you know that? Yeah, that there's, that's, that's really specific. That's what the final test does. I can't, I'm not going to tell you any more than that. That would defeat the purpose. But I've told you what I can tell you. It's your choice now. Determine your own fate. All right, gravely. So here's the thing. You know, we could go in and we could risk it. I mean, if we don't go in, then that would probably be a pretty classic dick move just to let Riggs go in and <laughs> leave him in there solo. Randall, you don't have to come with us. You're not a knight. We don't expect you to potentially sacrifice your life. But we are, then the rest of us, I turn to kind of the rest of them, I say, but we are knights and this is our job. 
This is what we do. And we can't let this man go alone. I'm already cursed. Let's do the damn thing. I'll go. I walk. If I were to conjure creatures and they went through, perhaps <laughs> one of them would die and not one of us, yes? Tiburon? <laughs> is is Frank saying he wants to murder some creatures to make sure we're not murdered? <laughs> I think he's trying to find a loophole, but I think he said he's in, in his I, own branch way. Something tells me this is not the time for loopholes. It's time. It's time to go through the threshold. I I cast conjure minor elemental and I I make a gargoyle. Say, come on, okay, and then we both go. Randall, what would you like to do? Okay, can I? Still try and blow up the thing, though, because I really want to try and blow it up. You can try, but I'm at, what I'm Great. asking and he is... Takes his, uh, he takes his electric guitar <laughs> and he plugs in a cable from it. And he goes, you guys are going to want to cover your ears. And he goes, and he slams on the, uh, on the notes and he's going to effectively cast shatter from an amp that he set in the... Uh, over by where it is. And so you just hear this like thunderous uh, shattering sound of like a thousand uh, amplifiers just exploding and uh, feedback. A thousand the... suns. Yes. <laughs> I'm always very aware of when you do something like that in an internal chamber that's kind of echoey, how like enhanced it would be. I think it probably is contained mostly in the like in the chamber the portal is in. Certainly, like, enough of it gets down the hallway and into this chamber to, like, hurt everybody's ears. But most of that, like, if anything, the shatter damage is going to be, like, amplified. And definitely, like, whatever is still laying around and, you know, mortar in the walls and things are definitely, like, impacted badly. But it doesn't seem to really uh, affect the the portal because of its magical indestructibleness. I might need some more time with that. Well, the rest of us are going to go. Wait. I can't come, uh, Randall. I can't. I can't ask you to come with us. You, we, we took an oath, and it might be dangerous. It, it, you might not come back. But it's up to you. No, I want to stay with you guys. You guys are cool. You turned me into gas and gave me trash. Well, then together, let's do it. So all of you are kind of like as a team, still feeling motivated by like Sarsa's speech earlier, kind of like as a team stepping forward. And John Fletcher's like, oh, wait, 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 there's a uh, uh, there's a riddle first. Uh, it, uh, it, I'm I, I, I start with an E and I end with an E, but I contain only one letter. Uh, e? Incorrect. Uh, you have to leave. Uh, no. And then Branch and Let's the Gargoyle go. go through the archway. <laughs> Maybe it's P. Come on, Randall, Sarza, Tiburon. So you all step over the threshold. You don't notice anything as you walk in there. There's not like a big like effect. And he's just like, it's, a, it's an envelope. <laughs> I, turn, I turn around and say, oh, and by the way, that number puzzle sucked. <laughs> you didn't have all that. Uh, forget it. It actually goes dark. Your view of John Fletcher's image kind of like goes dark as all of you are in this chamber. And there's some... A kind of like ethereal light that happens in there. Riggs? So Riggs is in there. He's there with you. And actually a number appears above each of your head. Kind of like materializes. Mm. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. So we'll say uh, Tiburon, one. Sarsa, two. Gravely, three. Branch, four. Randall, five. Riggs, six. What about Gargoyle. The gargoyle? No number on the gargoyle. 
So I need somebody who can like move your camera and who has a D6 to give us a roll. All right, Matt's got it. You're going to roll a D6 and show us what it comes up as. That's, all right, ready? Six. <laughs> Who's six? Yeah. Riggs is, is that six. Randall? Riggs oh, Riggs is six. six? Yep. We won. <laughs> what have best we possible outcome kill the NPC kill the NPC well, he's the only one that knows where to go alright what happens Zach so what happens actually is like a six sided cube appears in front of you and it rolls it rolls a little bit like rolls in place and kind of like space and you see it come up six and you can all see like six is like Riggs's number. And you kind of all look at him and nothing happens. And nothing happens to the door either. Hey. And no, oh, this is some squid game nonsense, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Riggs, can you open the door? <laughs> Riggs says like, I, I'm not, no, I don't, I don't have anything. I don't, I, I I don't know. Again, John Fletcher's image appears there Can't get away with from you. <laughs> like, the reception huh. is amazing, though. <laughs> Interesting. It doesn't appear that it will work with him. He, and the, the image of John Fletcher, it's not like attached to a pedestal here. He seems to be able to kind of like move about. And John Fletcher kind of like walks right up to Riggs and looks him in the eye and Riggs just glares back. This man puts no value on his own life. There's no sacrifice in it for him. He can't activate the spell. He wants me dead far more than he values anything else. I'm afraid we'll have to re-roll. <laughs> Hey, that's not fair. We played your game and we won. Yeah, that, like, I, I don't. Would you like to leave, Possum Man? <sighs> Guys, quickly, let's gas and let's go. But the numbers reappear above your head, one through five. Nothing appears above Riggs this time. Nothing appears above Gargoyle. So we'll re-roll. Six is not going to count. Three. The three. No, that's me. Gravely Gravy. is number three. You see the three above Gravely. Everybody kind of like turns to him and looks at him. What? Gravely, you don't feel anything different. You don't sense anything. You don't hear anything. Like nothing occurred to you. But there's a big kathunk sound and the double doors creak open. So you like peer into the next chamber, which the first thing that happens is like there's a gray, dense fog around the ground, sitting kind of like dry ice, sitting kind of like along the ground, and that spills out of the next chamber a little bit. So you can see in this chamber, the whole ground is covered with this dense fog, and it's like slightly lit, dimly lit. You can see around a little bit. And uh, in the midst of all of this kind of like dense, ominous fog, John Fletcher is standing there. Not Malkadoth, but John Fletcher, who's been talking to you all of this time. And he looks at you and says, all right, let's get this done. <laughs>